Good morning, everybody. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Father Bryce Sibley. I'm actually a priest of the Diocese of Lafayette. Um, but as of about three weeks ago, I am assigned as a professor of moral theology over at Notre Dame Seminary. And so for the past 11 years, I actually served as pastor and chaplain over at the University of Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. And so it really is a joy for me to be with y'all here this morning back in a role as a priest working and preaching in a parish. What I want to do today is focus on one figure that's always sort of jumped out at me in today's gospel. And that is the figure, the person of the boy, the one who has the fish and the loaves. It's sort of strange. He's just sort of there with his food, arguably for himself or for his family. And it's from this base of fish and loaves that belong to this boy that Jesus multiplies the fish and the loaves in order to feed the massive crowd. And as I was reflecting on this the boy and his role, I remembered a quote from Mother Teresa. St. Teresa of Calcutta, and it's one of her most concise but most powerful quotes, and she has a lot of them. And it goes like this, quote, I belong to Jesus. He must have the right to use me without consulting me, unquote. But Jesus has the right to use us without consulting us because we belong to Christ. We belong to him because of our baptism. We belong to him because of our devotion to him. And so here's what exactly happens. This young boy was used, the food he had was used to feed the crowds, and we see no evidence of Jesus consulting him, of saying, hey, is it all right if I use this food? Can I procure this from you? He doesn't force the boy. The boy willingly gives up the food, but he doesn't ask his permission, or at least it doesn't seem so in the gospel. And so this should be our attitude. Lord, all that we have is yours, and you can use what we have, you can use us without asking our permission because we belong to you. However, this is not always our response. Quite often, there are one of two different extremes we have as Christians and as Catholics. The first is to just sort of go through the motions with our faith, particularly for those of us who maybe were born Catholic, cradle Catholic. We've done it all of our lives. We love Jesus. We give our lives to him. But it's easy for us to just go through the motions. And we forget that we have to make an act of the will. To sometimes say, yeah, Lord, I know I've always been Catholic, but I do give you permission. I want you to take control of my life and be willing to use me without consulting me. On the other hand, there are those of us who like to serve Jesus, but on our own terms. Maybe when it's convenient for us, maybe in the way that we want to serve and not necessarily the way he wants to use us. And so we have got to learn to let go of control. We can't control our destiny. We can't control the way the Lord will use us for the gifts that we have. 
And so as a result, we need to say, Lord, I give you permission. I ask you and want you to use you without, use me without consulting me, and I'm not going to try to control my own destiny. But as we look at the gospel, and as I sort of reflected on it more, we see that this is important as what I've just said is, is not exactly what happens. It's not exactly so much that Jesus uses the boy without consulting him, but the fact is, is it seems at least that the boy who provides the food has no idea what's going on. He can't imagine that he would think that Jesus is somehow going to feed the whole crowd with this paltry sum of fish and loaves. And even if he did, he wouldn't know how Jesus intended to do it. All he knows is that Andrew said, hey, this boy's got some food. And Jesus takes the food and multiplies it. It's not that he uses the boy without consulting him. He uses the boy without the boy even knowing he's being used. Something that I've learned in my time as a priest now is important as this quote from Mother Teresa is, not that I want to say that I'm holier or give better quotes than Mother Teresa, but I like to say, Lord, I belong to you. You have the right to use me without my even being aware of it. For the Lord to be able to use me, to use all of us, to be able to help others, to be able to proclaim the gospel, to be able to feed others, whatever it is, without us even being aware that he's doing it. I've seen this most often in my time as a priest in my preaching. Sometimes I'll put together a homily, and I think it's terrible. I'm going to ramble on nonsensically. But after Mass, two or three people come up to me and say, Father, that homily meant so much. It spoke to me, the specific thing you said. And my only response is, well, I had no idea. I wasn't trying to do that. Usually when I try to be funny, it doesn't work. But here, I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm just giving you what I thought the Lord wanted to say, and there it is. It ends up working without my even being aware of it. He uses my words, the priest's words, to be able to speak to people even when we are not aware of it. But from my own experience, what stops people from allowing the Lord to use us, either A, without consulting us, or B, when we're not even aware of it, isn't so much that we're going through the motions, or as I said, that we like to be in control, but instead we think, and maybe this is on some deep subconscious level, that we're not good enough for the Lord to use us that the things that we have, whether it be our resources, our prayer, our heart, our intelligence, don't live up to the standard that we think we should have in order to serve Jesus. I saw that a lot in the college students I worked with for the course of 11 years who wanted to be able to serve, who wanted to be available for the Lord, but they thought that they weren't good enough or that they didn't pray hard enough or what they had really wasn't something that was worthy of the Lord using. And this is so untrue. Look at what this boy provides. It's some dried fish and probably some stale bread. You can imagine if the boy knew what was happening, Lord, you can't use this. 
Uh, you're, you're the son of God. I want to give you a nice fresh baguette. I want to go take some fish out of the lake and give it to you. You can't do anything with this. It's useless. But the Lord does take it. Even though that young man may not think it's worth anything, and what we, the gifts that we have, and the talents, and even our prayers, we may not think it's worth anything for the Lord to use. But look what he did with this. He fed the whole entire crowd. What we have is worthy as long as we are willing to put it at the Lord's disposal with love. He sees our intention. He sees that we want to do the right thing, that we want him to be able to take control of our lives. So even though what we have to offer might be very, very small, he not only can use it, but it's so appreciative. Imagine a parent whose kid comes up and gives the, the parent a gift. And maybe your children did this at some point. And the kid just picks up some wildflowers and gives them to you. Wildflowers aren't really special. They're not very pretty. But you take them as a wonderful gift and you put them in a nice vase. Why? Because you see the love your child had in presenting this gift to you. It's the same way the Lord works in our life. And in conclusion, the greatest example of this, of us taking something so small and seemingly meaningless and giving it to the Lord and Him taking it and transforming it, is what we do at every Mass. We present the bread and the wine. It's some nasty, unleavened bread. It doesn't have any really good taste. And the wine is not a really nice Cabernet that you're going to get at a good restaurant. It's some sweet wine that generally tastes pretty nasty, in my opinion at least. But still, the Lord takes that. And what does he do? He turns it into his body, blood, soul, and divinity. His very self, sacramentally present under the appearance of bread and wine so that he can feed us with his body, blood, soul, and divinity. And so notice that the same way with the boy, we give the Lord our gift, he transforms it, and then in turn, whether we realize it or not, it comes back to us. That boy got to eat of his very fish and bread that was transformed and multiplied by Jesus. And we, from the gifts that we give to the Lord here at Mass, get back in return an even greater way, not just bread and wine, but truly the body and blood of Jesus. Amen.